Hello, and welcome to Off Harbor in Maine. I'm Joel Covey, and on each episode, I'm joined by my close friends to reminisce over Disney Park history and analyze current theme park happenings, all with a drink in hand. We're inviting you to join us. And today, I am joined by Beth. Hey, everyone. Matt. Hey, guys. Derek. Hi, guys. And we have a special guest with us today. We're very excited uh, to introduce this guy that we, uh, we've actually met thanks to Twitter, which is awesome. He has mostly positive takes. He doesn't shy away from telling it like it is, you know, when it's due. I think he's probably the friendliest and probably the most genuine person on Diz Twitter, too, though. And uh, you can find him on Ranking the Mouse on YouTube. We're talking none other than Sean. Sean, yay! All right. Going, everybody. Joel really talked me up there, so I'm not sure I can uh, get that get that high, but we'll see. <laughs> you can well, welcome. Do it. We're, we're excited to have you on the podcast, so thanks for joining us. And today on episode 31, we explore how, even after all the operational and logistical changes Disneyland Resort has experienced since the beginning of the pandemic, there are still ways to benefit from it. We'll discuss how even though there's a cumbersome reservation system and a convoluted new pay-to-use FastPass-like system, you can still have a relatively semi-stress-free fun time at Disneyland. That's right. And before we get into it, let's go around our virtual tropical lanai just to hear what everyone is drinking today. Beth, what are you drinking? Uh, today I'm drinking a Bee's Knees. Um, it's actually this beautiful, like, lilac color because Ooh. I put in pea flower tea to make my gin purple. <laughs> it's so pretty. Anyways, it's gin. It's um, like honey simple syrup and lemon, and it's delicious. Is that the one with the edible flowers? It does not have edible flowers in it this time because you said it looked like there were leaves floating in my drink last time, so I left them out because I didn't want your judgment, Derek. Oh, they were actually very pretty. They were very pretty, I but you, you made me feel that. self-conscious. <laughs> well, let's go to you, Derek. What are you drinking? Oh, you know, I got really fancy tonight. I am drinking the one and only Stella Rosa. Oh, um, fancy. Fancy <laughs> semi-sweet wine. I know I got like three, four bottles of this over the holidays. I guess it's like the common office type gift. And so I got to start to drink them up. So tis the season I'm drinking. After the season. <laughs> yeah. Well, tis the season for drinking the wine from the season. Okay, yes. fair. Yes. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> How about you, Matt? Uh, I am drinking a gin and tonic made with Owen's craft mixes. It's like this new thing that we had at work. They're like individual bottles that have like the mixers in them. You just add the alcohol to them. Mm -hmm. It's actually really good. And I'm using a aviation gin. So uh, Mr. Reynolds, if you're listening, go ahead and give us a like. (laughs) Wait, I have a question. What? Why do you need like just a little bottle of tonic? Is there is it some other sort of flavor besides tonic? So they have different flavors. So this one is it's tonic and it has fresh fresh squeezed lime in it. So it's like literally like it comes in a little glass bottle. You pour that in the cup. You add the gin, add the ice, and it is good to go. They make like different flavors too, like cucumber, mint, and all sorts Mm. of stuff. Do they have a dill one? No. Oh, I mean, I could I could have just poured some. (laughs) I guess so. Pickle juice in here. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's go over to Sean. Sean, what do you have tonight? I am not a drinker, and I know you guys do this segment. So my wife, about once a month, makes. She calls it a schmoozy, so I had her make it this time. It's a, nice. I don't know what's in here. There's probably like 30 ingredients. Some of them might not even be legal, but like <laughs> strawberry, banana, blueberry, 
I don't even know, but it's fantastic. So basically, I'm drinking some sort of smoothie tonight. I love oh, it. I love delicious. the name too. The schmoozies, nice. Yeah, nice pull. Nice yeah, trademark. Trademark intended, so we can get sued. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but don't shoot sue us. That's right. How about you, Joel? Well, uh, I, you know, as you can probably hear a little bit of my voice and you're going to hear me coughing a ton. I got a little underneath, underneath the weather, underneath, under the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Just and, crawl uh, underneath that yeah. weather. It's fine. You know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, surprisingly, I didn't get the Rona. Like I thought for sure it's, it's time, but nope. But I uh, got a little sick. And decided just to go with all alcohol, so I'm doing a gin martini. So that's three of us with gin tonight, so good job, guys. Uh, it's a dirty gin martini. It's actually pretty dirty. I'm going to stir that up a little bit before I drink it. Is it filthy? Yeah, it's filthy. <laughs> Nasty. Yeah. But uh, <coughs> definitely could use some of this right now. Uh, and with that, and I'm excited to say cheers. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Jumbo. Jumbo, <laughs> everyone. You know, when you were yeah, when you were getting ready and prepped, Joel, we were talking to Sean, and he reminded us how back in those first few episodes, we used to we used to cheers with ticky tacky ticky tacky oi oi oi. We did that only God. once, right? No, you did it on three episodes, but so one you know. didn't really work. It didn't really work on one, so I guess it was two and a half. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> but we then we were that we were going to get the oil. Yeah, oil. I say it. we reminded him that it was Derek that couldn't get it right. <laughs> <laughs> but we said we could have edited it out. Like we didn't you know, say that to match Derek it all did. up. <laughs> Beth pointed out that it's your fault, Joel, for not. No, being I like, said Joel doesn't want to edit boys. your mistakes all the time, Derek. <laughs> I do remember editing that, and I do remember editing one to make it so it did work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, Sean. You do have a YouTube channel, so can you tell us a little bit about what you do on your YouTube and what it's about? Yeah, uh, so my YouTube channel is Ranking the Mouse. I wouldn't say I'm a YouTuber. It's very rarely a video gets up there. I created a Twitter to like synergize the uh, YouTube and then Twitter just took over. So if you really <laughs> want to interact with me, you can follow me on Twitter. That gets 99.9% of my attention. But every now and then when Twitter's dry, I'll go make a video. So you can follow me on both if you so are willing. And you just rank everything, everything. related to Disney. Yes, and only ranking. I'm not a vlogger. I'm not a... I just ranking. That's it. I For some it. reason, my mind thinks that everything needs to be ranked. And my wife was getting so annoyed because she could care less about what I'm ranking. <laughs> so I had you to had just, to put it somewhere. I had to put it somewhere and I knew no one would listen. And I had to just throw it out there because my wife was about to kick me out. So that was my only solution. Now, you told us that you ranked us with the opinions that you agree on since you've listened to all the episodes. Okay, this talk about doing your homework. You yeah, listen I'm to honored. every single episode. Dude. For the be, record... For everybody listening, this is not like a public ranking. I didn't like seek out to rank everybody. I just, <laughs> my mind just categorizes things in rankings. And like by the fourth episode, I was like, oh, I'm going to start tallying what I agree with. That's just <laughs> how my mind works. I wasn't trying to like, I'm not out to get anybody. No, but we're, we're here for it. We really want to know. Yes. The rankings. I, I feel like I need to go back and remember what the first four episodes were because now <laughs> I feel like this is going to go really well. Really this will be interesting. Well, I listened backwards. I went thirty down to one because that's how I rank things. So maybe I uh, maybe I put too much weight on the, your guys' first episodes when you're first getting going. But let's hear but, it. Uh, I want to hear yeah, it. Yeah. So so the person that scored the most point, the the things that I agree with most. So either your takes really suck because you agree with me the most, or 
who knows? But <laughs> Derek actually had the takes that I agreed with the most. And I tried nice. to go back and remember them, but I couldn't remember them all. But I remember I, everything he said about Dino-Rama, I was spot on. I agreed with everything he said about ranking, um, ranking the best cues. I was like spot on. So Sean, it's great for you to join us. Thanks so much. <laughs> Hopefully you'll come back someday. You know, is it, is it, is it possible to hear an eye roll? <laughs> On your check is in the mail. It's on its way. Okay. Thank you so much. The ones with Bob's are coming too, and now I got a Derek, Derek check coming. And well, I guess it's nice person, to hear some people like Derek. Yeah, yeah. I Derek, love Derek needed some love. You guys are always picking on him. You always get picked on him. Right? Thank you, Sean. See, we got to invite him more often, guys. <laughs> nice balance. And second place, the person that I agreed with their opinions second most was Beth. Woohoo! I'm trying to remember them all, but Beth and I have very similar opinions on a lot of stuff, especially a lot of Disney World stuff. So, what, what's your thought on mayonnaise? I don't remember you guys talking about that. Mayonnaise is pretty good, um, and you guys don't <laughs> agree on everything. <laughs> I mean, it's not like amazing. It's not disgusting. Mm. I take Beth every opportunity. She does. Oh my god, yeah, go, Matt, go tell him Matt, Matt sent me a whole a whole picture full of different mayonnaise on different things, just like was, on your hot dog, on your ice cream. It had, one, it had one on a piece of bread with a banana. I'm like, who's putting mayonnaise with their bananas? <laughs> All right, I kind of hate mayonnaise now. So. <laughs> Great, <laughs> we're solid, Sean. <laughs> I didn't know people had like really extreme opinions on mayonnaise. I just thought it was like a normal thing. But apparently I do not. Appar- apparently, I do. It's uh, just bad. I like it mixed yeah. in with things. I just don't like it like on sandwiches. Like I don't mm. like it just like slapped onto a sandwich or a burger. But like, to like tuna salad is fine. I'll eat that. Mm. But just like I don't know. We will hire a therapist and get down to what Wait, happened oh. when you were seven years old that made you hate mayonnaise. I have got so many more issues to work out than just mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> what if it's tuna salad on bread? Yeah, that's fine. With the mayonnaise. I mean, if the if the mayonnaise mixed into the tuna salad, but if it's just slapped on the bread and then tuna stuck on top of it, it's gross. But if it's mixed in, it's fine. It's like my only one weird food issue. <laughs> like I'll eat anything else but the mayonnaise. I'm like no, no mayonnaise. <laughs> okay, well, who's number three? Third place, the third person I disagreed with, second to last was Matt. Oh, oh. <laughs> that feels so relieved. You can, you can stay. <laughs> I know. And actually, the guest you guys had brought on for a while, Braden, was also above you, Joel. So, right, sorry, Sean disagrees with me the most. You know, it's fair. We <coughs> we have our little battles on online too. We do. You know, I was gonna say that's not a good shot. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess that makes sense. You know, we disagree on uh, Florida a little bit too. So I, I get it. And his yeah. trash take on Pixar Pier. <laughs> that was a it's fun the one. vibe. I don't think I've even given my opinion on Pixar here. Just, just Incredicoaster. That's that's the only opinion I've uh, staked down in the Twitter sphere. That's the only one. We, that's the only one we needed. <laughs> <laughs> Can I say though that like I really do appreciate Sean that you spend ninety nine percent of your time on Twitter because I really do find you very engaging, and I'm just glad that you know for us as a group that we were able to get to meet you. And get to know you because yes, it's it's pretty awesome to to get your takes on things. So yeah, I'm having fun. I'm glad you're here tonight. For, for sure. sure, that was a blast hanging out with you guys. I don't know if you guys you know told your listeners, but yeah, a couple couple months ago we all met up right in uh, Disneyland. So that was a blast. What during like the hottest day? Ever. <laughs> yeah, it was so hot it and really it was, was so packed. There was like no place to sit. But you know what? We got to like 
meet up and hang out. And that was really cool. And it was we a very vibing. organic meetup, too. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. Like, there was no plan. It was just, hey, we're here. To be honest, I there. didn't even recognize like three fourths of you guys because there was like 15 of you. And I was just overwhelmed. And I just like don't even remember what happened because I was like meeting 15 <laughs> people at once. Yeah, that was actually really cool. And then you disappeared, yeah. and I'm like, oh, cool. He just uh, we, we've, us. We've, we've run him <laughs> off already. <laughs> we found him later. What happened? I think I went back to my hotel or something. I don't even remember. I think you went to go get in and out. I did. Go, I left mm. to go get in and out. But see, yeah. that's, that's valid. That's fair. That's I was justified. thinking we were drinking too much around you. I'm like, oh, <laughs> he's drunk. Yeah, he's crazy. He like being around us. It was Joel or In and Out, and In and Out just. <laughs> oh, really man. Got the dub there. I mean, I'm always no. last on the list for Sean. <laughs> well, I mean, it's In and Out. Come on. No, we were vibing though, just like a, just like a day at Pixar Pier. We were vibing that day. <laughs> okay, <laughs> hold on. I have a question since I keep coming up with these really random tangents, but because we talked, you're talking about In and Out, and you're from the Seattle area. Do you like dicks? I love dicks. Yeah. Oh. Oh. Love it. <laughs> What is wrong with you people? Fantastic. It's not quite in and out level, but fantastic. Yeah. Do they still charge the you for ketchup and mustard? Is that the one that the same? It does not try to be the same. It's no. Not. no, they're not trying to be the same. They're just trying to, they're just, their whole thing is like, we let homeless people hang out here and that's just. That, that is very cool. <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's really, that is like a really cool thing about them and their burgers are super, super cheap. And yeah. so it's a good place for the homeless population, like in downtown Seattle, to get food for cheap. Nice. So that is very cool. But the taste wise, I'm just so it barely qualifies as food. I think it's fantastic food, but they're kind of the opposite of In-N-Out. Like they're just kind of going for like cheap, you know, like McDonald's. Yeah, it looks like, like a McDonald's, McDonald's cheeseburger, yeah. right? Like, yeah. Yeah. Like what is what is In-N-Out's? It's like quality you can taste. And Dick's yeah, is just there is like, a different. There is a different like, taste. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you know, I'm just gonna go to the the Ivers like fry bar on the pier and <laughs> enjoy my I like, time there. Yeah, I like this advertisement for Seattle. Listen to Beth, all you listeners, come up here, go to Ivers, go to Dicks. Let's do it. Well, online, no, recently, Sean, you came up with a, I think a pretty good, uh, kind of an armchair imagineering Encanto idea. Do you want to go over that real quick? I want to discuss that a little further with you. Yeah, I'd love to. I would love to preface this by saying I'm absolutely not an armchair imagineer. I suck at that compared to so many people that are great at that. I just rank things, honestly, and randomly I just thought of this idea. So this is probably my only ever armchair imagineering, but I thought <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, so my proposal is, and this is not fully hashed out, so Joel's going to pick holes in this. So no, you no, guys no. can just it, already see the holes in my, in, my, in my presentation and then ignore them, okay? Except okay. for Joel, because he'll call them out. So I think... I mean, as your listeners know, you guys talked, I think it was episode five or six about Dino Land, Dino Rama. I agree with Derek. I think it's awful. I get the backstory. I think the backstory is cool. But as Tom Bricker says on Twitter, just because it has a cool backstory doesn't mean it's not ugly. And I think Dino Land is just so ugly and it doesn't fit in at all. Um, so my idea is, but I do agree with Joel that it is good to have a kid's area. It is good to have an area with that's not, that doesn't take itself as serious as the rest of Animal Kingdom does. So my my idea is a Columbia land where Dino Land goes, and at the heart of the Columbia land would be an Encanto. So you would, I mean, I don't obviously the logistics logistics of this might be tough, but you have basically a rainforest from when you leave the Everest area, like right past the Nemo building, and then right as you walk, you know where the dinosaur is as you walk into the front side of Dino Land. So that is all like trees, and you right when you get in through the trees. The Encanto Street is there with Casita at the end. And 
The best part about Dinoland is we need more kids rides in Animal Kingdom. Honestly, even there's not even enough, even with, I know Primeval World's gone, but even when that was there, there's not enough kids rides. So you have a bunch of spinner rides and a bunch of meet and greets down the city. All those little kids from the first segment are there. You know, you can do meet and greets, whatever you can do. And then at the back is a show building of the Casita at the very back of the land. You can throw in whatever you want to throw in there. A Mystic Manor type ride. I think Joel threw that out. You can throw in a dark ride. You can throw a water boat ride, whatever you want. But that's the centerpiece of it at the back of the land. You can get a couple spinner rides on the way up. That's my that's my idea. So, Sean, I I have actually no problem with your idea. I, I really <laughs> like uh, the now idea. Now he's just trying to get up a spot. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, I mean... Obviously, the feel and the vibe, the look, everything, the tropical landscape, it works really well for Animal Kingdom. And now that Primeval World's gone, I can let loose. I mean, I can let go of Dino-Rama. You know, the rest of it's pretty shitty. But Primeval <laughs> World, I did enjoy, even though it's off-the-shelf ride, you know? Sure. But... I only am having a challenge with understanding how do we really make Encanto fit into the Animal Kingdom theme. I know exactly how. And not, sure. it's not you can't just say Antonio. Yes, Antonio yeah, you speaks can't use him as yeah. the example. Why can't you use him as the example though? Because he's like a small. I mean, not small, but it's not. That's not Encanto. Antonio is not the movie. You know, it's just one small little aspect of the whole i i fully agree with that honestly and that's probably my biggest hang up with it too but i'm at the point where if they're throwing in zootopia there or if they're throwing it like i agree that's not a great fit but not but it's 10 times better than any other fit that's been rumored i think mm -hmm. at this point with joe Rody retired and with i mean w whether you want to blame bob or demaro whoever it is like where is he's going with synergy and with advertising they're gonna throw something in there and so at this point that's i mean I agree with you. It's not the best fit for their theme, but they made Pandora work. I feel like there's a way to make this work. It's going to be better than any other option. Yeah. So I mean, my thing is Pandora. it's not a perfect fit, but it's the best yeah. fit. I mean, I still um, feel like Pandora fits in there perfectly, but I think with Encanto, even if it, because people have come up with some good stretches that I think could, could make Encanto work in, in Animal Kingdom. But I think that no matter what, even if it didn't fit in there perfectly, I'll take the atmosphere, the, the immersion that it, it can create and the, you know, the feel. I think... I would welcome it there. If it can't go into any, if you can't make it work in any other theme park, I'm okay if it goes to Animal Kingdom. Sure. And the last thing I'll say on it too is, is it could 100% go in a Columbia, you know, showcase in Epcot. 100%. It, you could probably make it work in Magic Kingdom if you wanted to. I just think the Columbia IP in general, because we don't have South American representation, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. At at Animal Kingdom, but we have all these other fantastic areas represented, and they need a kids area. So I feel like this just kills like three or four birds with one stone where you get the kids area, you get the like whimsical, less serious take that Animal Kingdom gives you. You get the kids land, but you also get the ultra immersive, another country, you know, representation. And so, yeah, I could go elsewhere. I just feel like this is the best they're ever going to get. Like, and I get it. People don't want single based IP lands. I totally get that. Mm -hmm. But you don't have to make it like just in Kanto. You can make it a Columbia land. Just have Encanto be you know, the main focus of it. So, you know what? Animal Kingdom does food fairly well, and I would love to have some Colombian food. That's a good point. Because I saw a couple people mention yeah. Magic Kingdom as a location, and Magic Kingdom just does not do food well enough for me. So, I need it to be at like Epcot 
or Animal Kingdom so I can have some Colombian food when I'm in Florida. I agree. To be honest, Magic Kingdom doesn't even really do like full immersion that well. They do for rides, but like their lands are purposely more, you know, generic. And mm -hmm. so I feel like Epcot's probably the only other option if we're being honest. And I just feel like that's not doing the full Colombia Encanto like you know, theme right. Like you could have thrown, I mean, they were going to build an equatorial Africa, right? They half right. did, you know, but we have Africa in, in Animal Kingdom and it's a hundred times better. So I'm going to say like, I am fully on board with this idea, Sean. Like I, I love every part of it. I, I don't have any sort of disagreement, which is why, again, like you said, you had most agreement with me. I, I love that. And <laughs> oh I God, return the favor. <laughs> Guys, Derek sent me a message before we started and told me to say that. So I, yeah. I believe it. <laughs> no, but, um, but yeah, I, to the, to your point, like, you know, the South American representation, like they do explore the different continents and it's so exotic, you know, not even with the um, casita, but with Antonio's tree, like a whole mini, tree of life you know there's so much detail um so much um intricate artwork that they put into the movie and why not flip it on its side you know shift the focus of the theme to where you are talking to the animals like list really listening to what they have to say and you know if it's about conservation and awareness of animals like there are so many different types of animals that they showcased in the movie toucans jaguars whatever you want to put in there which are not currently in the park as well as all of the you know i think you touched on like the flora part of it too with um isabella you know yeah. kind of then touching on nature in general and so i think there's so many untapped potentials there that i don't know it just excited me when i heard the idea yeah and what you said yeah. at the end Derek, i think is the big the biggest thing for me that's going for because people are poking holes and saying, oh like, we don't want to lose dinosaur and all that and i get that like i dinosaur's a good ride sure but 20 minutes down the freeway you have a thousand times better dinosaur you know land and so yeah disney maybe doesn't want to give up on that but you kill so many birds with one stone with this idea of like because joel's point to the dino rama and dino land back you know, a couple of years ago that you guys made, they need a kid's area. They need a more like, I guess just like softer area that's not like the harsh, not harsh, that's the wrong word, but like the realism of Animal Kingdom. You need that yeah, more the grittiness they have everywhere Yeah, else. grittiness, yeah. that's a great, right. And so this gives you the break from that and it gives you the kid's area, but it's still, but it would be so immersive because you could make it this rainforest area. And I feel like Encanto in an hour and a half movie fleshes out the area that it's in, the world that it's in so well. You know, and obviously I agree. I don't really want a one IP land either, but I just feel like this kills so many birds with one stone. But Animal Kingdom already has a rainforest. <laughs> we can we can get rid of rainforest cafe for this. <laughs> That's totally fun. <laughs> one last point too on Encanto, and this is probably the biggest thing for me is I'm Animal Kingdom is my number one park. I I mean, I yeah. Animal Kingdom is my favorite park of Walt Disney World. And so I don't the reason why I love it is the thematic immersion. And so I'm not a huge fan of forcing a fit. But if we're being real, that's just the future of Disney parks. That's the future of theme parks in general. Mm -hmm. Wherever the synergy dollars are going to be, that's where they're going to go. And so if it's this versus Jungle Book or Zootopia or Indiana Jones or whatever, even just keeping Chester and Hester's, like this is a thousand times better option than those. And so they're going to go synergy no matter what. I mean, that's the reality of the situation. So, so why not pick an amazing movie? <laughs> well, yeah, I say anything's better than Zootopia because... Oh God! That fit makes zero no, zero sense. Does not make sense. Hope they never no. do that. At least Shanghai is getting in. They they can sure, run sure. with it. Yeah, sure, that's great. Keep it over there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, let's get into why we're really here. You know, we're, we want to talk about how going to Disneyland, uh, you know, right now can be really stressful for a lot of people. And it's really easy to make going to Disneyland Resort or really anywhere, any Disney theme park can be pretty stressful. Um, there's a lot you can plan. There's a lot of stuff that um, you can really get into the nitty gritty and really uh, like iron out every single thing that you're going to do throughout the day. But if you want to go for, you know, kind of on a whim or if it's your, if you haven't gone in a long time, even if you are thinking about becoming a magic key holder and you aren't quite sure if it makes sense for you, you know, we wanted to talk about some of the things as to why we still feel like being a magic key holder still has a lot of benefit. At least I do. Um, I know there's a lot of concerns that people have of like the reservation system and maybe some of the things that are missing that used to be there. Um, and quite frankly, yeah, it's, it's really expensive and people are concerned about things that maybe you used to be able to do before COVID, before the pandemic, and now that you can't do today. For instance, going on a Friday night after work on a whim and just showing up. Well, you actually can do that right now, uh, maybe not during Christmas, uh, but there's some things where you can still kind of pull off some of these on a whim things or just going and not having reservations planned and still being able to go to a sit-down restaurant, not guaranteed, but it's still very possible now. So I think first off, I wanted to get into kind of the planning ahead side of things. You know, the, we're not really diving into planning a massive vacation. This is more for, we're talking about if you're a day guest and you just, you're buying a one day ticket or a park hopper, or you're a magic key holder or thinking about becoming a magic key holder and just looking to go on a, on a future date. You wanna plan some things. I think it's important for people to kind of start to kind of let go of the idea of planning a bunch of restaurant reservations. Like this is kind of new to me too. And finding out how they have, you know, there's a walk-up list and now it's done electronically, I think for all of them, but you can, you, yes, you have to use the app. You have to be app savvy. You have to know the ins and outs of it. But for instance, I think even blue Bayou does this, but like, Oh, guys, I know for sure you walk up. You have to be close to the entrance uh -huh. and then a uh, electronic, if you, a virtual uh, wait list or yeah, walk-up list is available. And yes, that can fill up, but it's, even if it does fill up, let's say it's one o'clock, you go to uh, Carthay Circle, you want to go to the lounge, you don't have reservations and you know, you, you really want to try to go there. It's still worth just walking up and seeing if that walk-up list is available. And if it is even full, even asking the cast members, hey, do you have anything available? And I bring this up because I'm finding a lot of people, I don't know if you guys have been seeing the same thing on Twitter saying they've been able to do this lately. Um, and so I think that's just kind of nice and kind of refreshing to see that there is some options to be able to just go and sit down at a restaurant without needing to do the 60 day in advance or whatever it is now to, to get your, your dining reservation. Yeah, For Can Matt's I birthday. What were you going to say? I was going to say for your birthday. Were you going to talk about your birthday? Well, I was going to just say that, like, so the walk-up list has pretty much become one of my most recent favorite things because mm -hmm. I've now used it four times, and one time was actually just insanely surprising. But like Beth was going to say, we did use it for my birthday. We ended up at uh, Lamp Light. Light Lounge. And, and we didn't even have to be that close to the entrance itself because I because we kind of like messed it up <laughs> we did we, we had we kinda, we two walk-ups up. we had two walk-ups but I did my walk-up I tried to get us a walk-up when I was 
all the way across on the on the pier itself. So I wasn't like super close to it. I was still within the range, quote unquote, the range of of the building. So I was able to from the pier go ahead and, and put in a walk up. And then we canceled the other one, so we we weren't taking up two spaces, but. Well, how does it work exactly? So does it just notify you like a mobile order that your your table's ready and then you just come mm-hmm. back? Mm-hmm. And I think it texts you. You can have them you text get a you. You can get a text message or a push notification because mm-hmm. I've done it. I've done it at Lamplight with you guys. And uh, there was one time me and Brayden were leaving. It was one of those days where it was like stupid hot and it was like 105 degrees at like seven at night. Mm-hmm. Still, So we were like. We were walking through downtown Disney trying to find something to eat, and I brought up the app, and it said Storytellers was doing a walk-up of, like, five minutes. And yeah. before I even got to the restaurant, I got the text that said, your table is ready. Um, I also did it with Cafe Orleans, like, right after the park the parks reopened. And then um, a couple weekends ago, it was, like, 10.45 at night, and it was raining, and we were just walking through Galaxy's Oh, is that Edge. my birthday? <laughs> Yes, it was your birthday. I wasn't there, but it was. You weren't there. Well, we were just walking through Galaxy's Edge, and I was one of my friends, uh, Chris, that was with us. He's never been into Oga's Cantina, and he's been wanting to go. And we've been trying to make reservations for months and not been able to find anything. Well, we opened up the app, and I saw it said Oga's Cantina, like 20 minute wait. And I asked him, hey, you guys want to wait 20 minutes? So I put our name. Uh, We walked right past the cantina. I was walking up those stairs right there by the Millennium Falcon. And I had just hit like uh, like okay to like put us on the list before we even got to um, Ronto Roasters. I had gotten the text message that said our table was ready. Mm-hmm. So we spent we went in there. We spent the next hour in a booth. Hey yo, that's magic. <laughs> so that we 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 closed the park at Oga's. So that's nice. <laughs> yeah, that's I love those examples. And Joe, I like this to your overall point too of like you know Disney has especially Disney like well both coasts have you know, so many reservations in Lightning Lane and you got to, you know, make all these reservations, but obviously that's in their policy, but I think they know that that's not going to be realistic. And so I love that they, I mean, it's not in their policy and it's not fact, but I think everyone that's been to Disney recently would agree that they're clearly giving a lot of allotment to walk up guests at every restaurant Mm -hmm. to Matt's point. And, you know, and so I love that they're doing that because I just think it makes everything way easier. And in some restaurants, I know um, Carnation on Main Street, and uh, I want to say Blue Bayou, but I'm not 100% sure. They have the virtual and they have a cast member out there at like 9 a.m., you know, with just an actual clipboard, like old school. And so I think they knew, I don't know how long this is going to last, but I think they knew that that would be better for the guest exper- experience, especially for, you know, people that go a lot. And so, yeah, I mean, as frustrating as it can be with reservations and lightning lane and everything, it is pretty fantastic right now for reservations, whether you're doing the waiting list or, you know, you're just walking up or even if you're just doing mobile order, um, it's pretty great right now. Yeah. Even though there's a lot of technology behind it all, it still feels in a sense kind of old school. Like yeah. if you think of like the late nineties, you, you could still get reservation. I mean, it was easier to get reservations, but there was still a large allotment that was left over for walk-up guests. And I feel like that went away though, uh, as we got in the two thousands and especially in Florida and so forth, where I feel mm-hmm. like that. I, I mean, somebody can correct me if I'm totally wrong here, but it did feel like it. The percentages kind of changed there, where there was much more attention to just reservations, and you had to have a reservation, and it was almost impossible to just do a walk up. Yeah. So the fact that now you can just walk up and go to a lot of these restaurants, not guaranteed, 
but still very possible, is very refreshing. Can't relax. <laughs> and I think it's just a good thing for people to remember. Yeah, and I think most people would agree with you. I would love, you know, I would love to see the actual percentages that Disney has on the back end of like what their allotment was. But obviously, it's way more closer to 50-50 now. And I like that because on one end, if you have all reservations, there is no whimsical. There is no, you know, whatever. You don't have that flexibility. Like, you are tied to the schedule and you have to work everything around when you eat. And that's one of the things that, personally, I was not a fan of of Disney World. I don't like having to plan my vacation so specifically. I don't mind having to reserve a day. We can discuss that later. But, like, having every single meal like specifically planned was so frustrating to me when it was just me and my well boyfriend at the time and then husband it was fine but once we had a kid that was even more difficult because you just never knew okay is this gonna be what she was gonna feel like today or is she gonna be taking a nap like right when it's our <laughs> time to go like right. what are we gonna be doing so it's really nice to like have that flexibility of okay well let's just go and see what's available to kind of not be tied to such a rigid schedule yeah, and I like the 50-50 that Disneyland's doing because if you are the person that loves planning, which, I mean, people are, you know, that builds up the excitement. And if you're coming for a once every six month, once a year trip and you want to plan, you can do that or you can just walk up. And so I like the 50-50 split. I don't know if it's 50-50, but whatever it is, I like that you can do both right now at Disneyland because that, at least in my experience, has not been the case for a really long time. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, I was going to say on how we we're talking about, you know, the planning, I'm that person on the total opposite. I really like planning out like for me the food in disney world most of these restaurants are like a lot of my highlights especially now that i've tried so many of them so i'm actually more inclined to actually plan a lot of my days around what restaurants i'm going to be eating at because like i said a lot of these are highlights for me and i would be really upset if i didn't get to eat at specific places you know when you find things that are available i mean there's ones that you know if you find it you better book it and then you make sure, okay, well, we're doing this that day. Don't we have no other option. Yeah. Matthew and his Ohana. <laughs> uh, I don't know. No, there's some joy in that too, but right, Matt? Like there's some yeah. excitement in knowing you nab something that's hard to nab. Yeah. Now that gets into the bigger concept of like scarcity that is probably not good for the overall product, but there's no denying that it's exciting. So like this last trip was the first time that I haven't had an Ohana trip or an Ohana reservation ever. Every Disney World trip I've ever taken. I have had an Ohana reservation, but I'm not going to lie. It's okay because I kind of feel like Ohana's starting to get a little replaced. A little old, a little <laughs> no, it's starting what's, to get a little. What's replacing it? I'm curious. Uh, Shrimp casserole. Homecoming. Oh, get out of here. Oh, I haven't been yet. Oh, I want to oh, go so bad. I have not been, been yet. So we took my, so <laughs> I've been there twice now and we took my mom there on our last trip. And of all the things that we did in Florida, I'm not going to lie. That's one of the things she talks about all the time, <laughs> how she wants to go there. She's telling my sister because her and my brother-in-law are, are trying to plan a trip for next uh, next January. My mom's like, oh, you guys need to go to that homecoming place. It's so good. And I'm like, and I was like, oh, I, I kind of agree. Like, I think Ohana is just like the nostalgia thing for me because yeah. it's like, but yeah. now this is kind of like when it comes to food, I'm like, hmm. I agree with you, Matt. Homecoming is my, our num- my wife and I's number three on all of Walt Disney World property best restaurant. So I'm with you there. Ooh, I think we got a little tease there. So what's two and one? <laughs> well, this is like this is not just food. So this is service, theme, price, you know, everything. So homecoming's three. Number two is Yak and Yeti, and number one in every single category, it's number one is Boathouse. 
I haven't been to Boathouse, but a lot of people love Boathouse. You're right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I just it's number one in every category. It's the best, by far the best service on property, like not Mm -hmm. even close best service. It's generally the best price and it's generally the best taste and the best theme. And for those that don't know, Boathouse is in, (laughs) yeah, Boathouse and Homecoming are both in Disney Springs. I think that's good for everybody to know. I don't know that much about like the Homecoming atmosphere or like what it's like inside there. It's nothing flashy. I mean, it's very southern. Yeah, it's it's southern. I mean, it's it's open, um, but their food is like, well, and even the service is amazing. I have everybody there is super chill and the drinks are amazing. Is it a lot of moonshine like beverages? Yes. Their moonshine moonshine drinks are so good. I feel like moonshine and like chicken is their like what they're known for. So I actually, both times I've gone, it's been the shrimp and grits, and it was amazing. It's one of those things you think about in your sleep. <laughs> See, now I'm hungry again, and we now got to plan another trip to Disney World. I was about to say, Derek, when are we going? <laughs> right? Come on, guys, let's go. <laughs> I'm down. No, but I'm really glad you guys are bringing up this topic because it's very enlightening for me. I think I was on the side of like you know very being very turned off to the idea of having to make a reservation and wasn't even aware that all these other things existed. I mean, usually for me, for the times that I've been able to go with you all, it's been like quick service for me, right? And so it's been a while since I've been to a place where we had to make a reservation. And so, you know, maybe next time around, we'll get a chance to try that out. So great tip. I was just going to love to know your opinion, Joel, on on mobile order. (laughs) That's because you already kind of know it, right? (laughs) I'm just teeing you up here. I'm just teeing you up here, Joel. (laughs) Well, no, it's good that you brought it up, though, because mobile order is a, a big part of your experience at Disney, whether at Disney World or at Disneyland now. You know, I've had some horrendous, really bad experiences with mobile order. Um, and Matt has, too. Matt's looking at me like, hello. Like, Matt has the worst service. With the worst anything experiences. Always. Even in Universal, I'll say. Some may not like it to put this way, but I have a lot of PTSD when it comes to mobile orders. And Matt does as well. But I've had some really bad experiences where it's taken 30 plus an hour. At, like, I, I just think back when Matt and I and Braden were over at Clarabelle's ice cream and it was a total cluster F at the um, the, the, the entrance or the, the window. Do you remember this, Matt? I don't even remember that. Maybe oh, I this just, one maybe because I we've had so many bad experiences. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Like, it's too traumatic. <laughs> but we were sitting, and this was close to the beginning of Mobile Order. Yes, there's been some improvements. And I think the percentage of positive experiences are it's outweighing. How long ago was, was this pre reopening or post reopening of the park? This is pre reopening. Okay. Yeah. I'm like, how long ago? I don't even remember this. It's the oh, start yeah. of mobile order. Uh, I th- I forgot what happened, but we all had to go up to the window and complain and say they actually lost all of our tickets. So they basically were telling everybody they had to come up and tell us what did you have. We're going to make it once you tell us what it is. Oh, yeah. I but they didn't even remember. have our tickets anymore. So anyone could just walked up and said, yeah, I need get me the, the biggest Sunday you have. And they would have made it. I do remember this now. Oh, there have been worse things since then. Yeah. Well, the thing with mobile boarding, it's been inconsistent for me where I don't like that. Sometimes you you just say you're here when you. you OK, so you put your mobile order. You say you're there, and then sometimes you need to tell the cast member that you're there. They want we're, you to tell them. I was huh? like, we're looking at you, Bayside Bruise. Yeah. And then sometimes you they get mad at you 
for going up there and telling them that you're there. And they're like, no, have you been called yet? I'm like, well, no, but sometimes I'm told to come up here. And, you know, th- there's just some inconsistencies there that get a little frustrating where if it's not that long of a, of a regular standby wait, just, you know, to go in and order, I may just feel more inclined personally to just go and order than put in the mobile order. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I personally prefer 10 times out of 10 mobile order, but I do 100% agree with you, Joel, that I wish they were closer to a 50-50 split because right now it seems like most places are probably 80-20 mobile order. And so it is tough for people to walk up. I don't ever want to walk up. I want to mobile order every time. Mm-hmm. But for the people that do want to walk up, like that, it's just it should be closer to 50-50 for sure. And so I, I'm with you there. It's definitely gotten a lot better. So right when the parks reopened, it was really, really, really bad where if you went to the parks, you better plan all of plan all right. of your meals and mobile order them like <laughs> right as soon as you got there it was really bad but it's definitely gotten a lot better now that they've kind of gotten back in the habit of everything and they kind of have things running a little bit more smoothly unless you go to what is it what's the what's the mexican restaurant on the cochina cocina cucamaga yes that one always has like the longest wait for yeah, some they reason close down at like 6 p.m now their mobile orders because it gets so busy but, yeah it's great well on, the, uh, tacos are great but yes on new year's eve <laughs> we walked by there at like eight or something like that and there was no line was it open yeah <laughs> i was because i wow. even commented i was like there's like two people in line and they I might, yeah. You're like, I'm not even hungry, but I'm gonna I'm get like, something. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm. There's a scarcity problem, Joel. <laughs> I think I even said that too. I was like, I'm not even hungry, but I kind of like want to. Be like me walking by the beer truck and there's no line. Well, I'm, like, well, I'm getting a beer. Oh, well, I got you. Don't want to lose money on the deal, Joel. Yeah, I'm just true. <laughs> yeah, Beth, it's the case of Maria. Oh, it's so good. It's all right. Have... Get out. It. It looks. Okay. <laughs> It looks good. I mean, I tasted like the yeah. the the soup part from Derek's. The I consomme. Dipped, I, the consomme. I, I, I dipped <laughs> I dipped my bread bowl in it. Oh, that's ooh, that's a good way to use it. And it looks good. It was. I mean, it was good. But that's not a meal. That's an appetizer. It was a snack. Well, for me, it was. It's delicious. It was like I a mean, churro. but Derek, Derek, if we're being honest, compared to the rest of the quick service options at DCA, you're not really going to get that much more food you know, for the same price in other spots. That's kind of the going that's, rate for that size of a meal now. Yeah, I guess that's They're true. I mean, you know, but but I, I do feel like I, I don't know, maybe it's just the type of, of food I'm getting that I do get like, decently full. This, I was like still like... You need three like, tacos instead of two. Yeah. You're I a three taco it, man. Was, like, one more taco, <laughs> it would be perfect. Um, you know, it'd still be like portion controlled because of the whole waistline reduction. <laughs> Right. but um but yeah it just yeah, it, it if just you're walking that like, whole tram route you deserve that third taco yeah i, I mean i don't <laughs> i don't disagree with you Derek. i agree I, I it's not enough food the same with the bulgogi or whatever burrito at lucky fortune is so great but oh it's that's like, yeah. so good mm-hmm. it's so not good big enough for the so, i'm not yeah. paying 14 dollars to not be full so i'm with you Derek. but yeah. it's tough so that's why it i always get though. that's why i always get yeah. the bread bowl because i get my soup and there you go. an entire yeah. loaf of bread See, okay man i am never satisfied at the end of a bread bowl i always feel like i needed more do you eat your whole bread bowl though i don't eat every piece of the bread so you gotta get the soup on the side and then (laughs) you use the entire bread bowl as your spoon i agree dip dip away i'm gonna throw in a real shameless plug here my next video has pacific wharf cafe 
and has Cocina and Cucamonga in the rankings. Oh, so. okay. Ooh, oh, I'm excited. That'll be interesting. Yeah. We'll see how I rank you. Um, yeah. Rank rank my rankings. We, we need that on the next podcast. <laughs> that's, that's Joel's next Twitter. <laughs> rank, rank the mouse. <laughs> Well, yeah, and speaking of reservations, let's get into the reservations for the park because there has been a lot of discussion about that online and a lot of concern over now you have to get a reservation to go to the park. And we're mainly talking about Disneyland, not Disney World here. I mean, there's different ins and outs there too. But with Disneyland, yes, was it, will, will there be times or has there been times where everything's completely booked and you can't book anything? Absolutely. Is that a good thing and how you can later book it? No, it's it's not a good system as it is, but you can kind of rest, you know, and know that you're going to be able to get the spot that you want and you, you won't need to like, bit. yeah, but you don't need to like really like people complain like, oh, well, now I need to like constantly be looking to see if I can get a reservation. It's not like you need to go every day, keep searching, especially if you know, like, hey, there's a lot of drops that happen on Tuesday if you check in on Tuesday, you're most likely going to find something for that week, the week of, or the following week. But if you can just check kind of every so often, you're probably going to find the reservation that you're looking for. And even right now, now that we've gone past the holidays, I think some of the hype is a little bit over. And I, if correct me if I'm wrong, I think if I go on there now, there are no blockout. I mean, I think everything is open. So for all of January, it's currently open. If I wanted to go tomorrow, I could get tickets. So that's really nice to see, right? Well, yeah, and then how you were saying too, like if I say tomorrow was blocked out, I guarantee you, if you were to go on that app anytime between 10 o'clock and midnight, you will probably snatch a reservation for the next day. Yeah. And, and I feel like some people's counters to Matt and Joel's argument would be, well, like I shouldn't have to do that. You know, I shouldn't have to whatever check. But if we're being honest, if you're a day ticket, the calendar is 1000% wide open, like mm-hmm. literally wide open. So if you're one of those people that's coming once every six months, and I agree, if you're that person, you should get your free reign of the park. You have it. If you have gone through the math with your family that made the, and you came to the conclusion that Magic Key was worth it financially, you have 30 minutes on a Friday night to go get your reservation. You know, like it's a it's a win win. It's not. I agree with you, Joel. It's not a great system, but it's it works for both parties right now. I don't think that was the case back in November. But right now, it certainly works for everybody. And especially since right now we know that there are so many staffing issues, not just at Disney, but just across the board with every country, country, every company. Um, And this helps them kind of plan their staffing issues better. It's not going to necessarily keep the park wide open for you, which is, I think a lot of people were expecting that. Okay, well, if I'm making a reservation, that means there's going to be hardly any people there. It's going to be wide mm-hmm. open, which is not necessarily the case, but it does help them with their staffing issues, which helps with mobile ordering and, you know, lines for stores and all that kind of stuff. Um, so that really helps them. And I, I mean, honestly, I'm not, I don't really care. I don't mind. I don't mind having to make a reservation. That's probably because I live an hour and a half away. So I'm going to be planning my trip anyway. I'm not just going to like on a whim decide to go i'm gonna do a little bit of extra planning but it's you exactly like how matt said you look at 10 o'clock the night before and you can probably find something for the day if you want to go the next day and i was gonna say beth beth only lives 30 minutes away it's an hour and a half of traffic (laughs) that is is accurate i feel like this system was the type of system that when it got overloaded like october on top of like beth said this staff shortage on top of the supply shortage the system was 100% overwhelmed and was not a good system. 
but now that it's January, it's almost like the per not perfect system, but it's almost like working how it's exactly supposed to. So it's only, I mean, two months and the system's completely like fine again, you know? It's working well. And it's not like, you know, when they have a new release of something or something becomes available and you have to wait in those queues. Currently, it's not like Are we talking that. about it's, Figment like right it now? It's a four, four, <laughs> four hour popcorn bucket. Yeah, it's We're no four hour popcorn podcast. bucket situation. <laughs> it, it, it's no, you know, uh, date night at Disneyland situation. It is truly like you can just go on at any time that they're just, they're just there. So I'm, I'm kind of saying this like, for instance, I have a coworker. He'll probably kill me for saying this if he's in the car with his wife at this time. But my coworker, you know, his wife has been very hesitant to get magic keys because they've been really concerned about the reservations. And I've been explaining how it's been working and really the trend that we're seeing and how you know, every Tuesday they drop more. And it hasn't, I, there's not, there hasn't been a single day that I haven't been able to go that I wanted to go. This is just trying to tell everybody, hey, if you're worried about that, I wouldn't be. And this is really their first time um, doing the reservation system, apart from when they had um, the Flex Pass, which I had, I had previous. That, that, yeah, me too. Yes, Flex Pass. Me too. Such so a good pass. Oh my god. Was, I loved it. And <laughs> some of us don't are like not single family or single income, no children. People. Hey, I accept the title. I'm a peasant. That was a great freaking deal. <laughs> it was a good deal, and making the reservations was not a big deal. It was really never hard to find them. But this is something that's kind of new where everyone needs reservations. So I'm sure that as if they decide to keep the reservation system, which I I imagine it's going to go on for at least a few years at the very least, they will be able to fine tune it a little bit better. And I am anticipating that next holiday season will be better. Great, maybe not, but I do anticipate they'll kind of like get things figured out a little bit better and that next season will be a little bit better, a little bit easier and things will run a little bit smoother when it comes to reserving your, your days. I was gonna say, okay, Miss Believe Key. Yeah, I do have a Believe Key, and you know what? I'm it is fine pinky. with it. <laughs> we have the exact same path pass, and we have the exact same pass pre-COVID. See, it's like the See? perfect. I don't need. I don't there need to go. go on New Year's Eve and Christmas Day. Matt does. Matt does. <laughs> Matt does. And I had a and I had a fantastic time. <laughs> so did I. <clears throat> I'll put my pinky up now. <laughs> so fancy. Joel, Joel, back to your point about you know your friend being you know, nervous. I don't fully blame her because of the hysteria that was probably partially rightfully, you know, broadcasted out there back in October, November. But mm -hmm. I have so many, you know, friends and clients that are so like, they say they read these blogs and watch these YouTube videos of how like they're never going to get the reservation and their trips like seven months from now. I'm like, I promise you, you have six yeah. and a half months before it's even a thought in your head. <laughs> well, they're so watching, they're listening to the wrong ones. So you need to start Point sure, they need to listen point on our way. Yeah. yeah. But I think the hysteria that like was rightfully, you know, broadcasted back in October, I think that just really scared people. And that's just not the reality of the situation anymore. I mean, until maybe next October, if they don't get anything fixed, like Beth said, it's not going to be a problem for a long time. So hopefully I'm crossing my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I'm kind of waiting around then too, though, because, you know, coming out of the holiday season, it was like the first big holiday that everybody could take advantage of mm -hmm. after being away for so long and with all the challenges still in play you know i mean we're coming into a, a new surge so i'm wondering if that has a play into any of the availability now that you know it's not as busy and we're we're down from the the holiday season so I, i'm interested to see like how the next few months uh, play into like spring break and into summer again and if it changes or shift things around, but um, 
But I agree with you, Beth. Like, you know, I think next holiday they'll have it a bit more under control and it should only get better from here. But it is interesting to see how they're testing and adjusting through it all, you know, because we still don't know what we don't know. I was just going to say, that's a really good point. I mean, in two months, we could all be looked dumb, you know, like it, this thing is so, uh, what's the word? Like, it's like a living thing. Like in two Lurid, months, you know, dynamic. Yeah, right? dynamic. Like it, it could be gone in three months. It could be horrible again. It could be amazing, yeah. you know, and so there's no way to know, you know, we're just talking about what, you know, what we're experiencing right now. So, yeah, it's a good time. So go now. Yeah. Now's <laughs> I would a good agree time. with that. I would agree with that. Let's move on here and just I wanted to talk about real quick of maybe I think it's not everyone's suggestion. It's something that works really well for me and those that if, if you follow me on Twitter, you probably see or even Instagram that I like to go early in the morning when I go to Disneyland. And it's not for everybody. Um, I personally try to go as early as possible because there is something to be said about having no security lines. There's no line to get into the park. And then being able to truly jaunt down Main Street USA. <laughs> Do you have, jaunt? <laughs> I jaunt. And you skip skip the loot. No, I'm skipping around. And there's really so much room. Uh, and you really have, truly, I mean, I, I think I've fine-tuned it to like 1130 is the point where it's like, oh, God, it's busy again. And you've got to get out of there. Maybe not get out of there. But if, if, you're, if you're local and you're just going for a few hours, that those first few hours are just bliss. And so... I, I only say this because if you're going and you want to make the most out of your day, getting there early truly makes all. And I'm not saying getting there at 8:45. I'm saying you got to get there at 8 a.m. Um, being ready at the park at park opening because truly you'll be able to get go on a ton of stuff, knock out a lot of those things without a line, and be able to. I don't. Know, it's just the feel is just so different when yeah. you're there, and there's just you have the park kind of to yourself. You can hear everything, the little nuances, yeah. the sounds the hooves walking across down main street usa it's just it's something different we yeah. went for my birthday um and we uh, i we went with steven who has not been for quite a while honestly um and we went on the 16th of december so it's like right in the middle of like holiday madness and we got there we, we had a hotel because i was not about to drive on the 91 <laughs> at 7am to try to get to Disneyland by 8. Um, so we had a hotel and uh, honestly that day I had planned to get um, to purchase uh, Lightning Lane because I was like, oh, we'll just use it. Steven's only going to you know come this one time. He's not going to, he doesn't have an annual pass. So we'll just, we'll use it and we'll just see how it works. But honestly, because we were there so early, we didn't, I didn't really feel like we needed it. We knocked out, um, Indiana Jones, and we knocked out Pirates of the Caribbean, we knocked out Haunted Mansion, just a bunch of stuff that we wanted to do already, so there was, like, no need to pay the extra mm -hmm. for the the Lightning Lane, or for Genie Plus, I should say, and it was really nice, and I just want to say, my child was big enough for Indiana Jones, and I was so, I was so happy, it was, like, the first Yay. time I've written it, and it has to be, like, five years that's amazing. <laughs> I mean, it looked just as it, terrible. It did look just as terrible, but still, it was so nice just to be able to like write it. And she said she liked it. She just didn't like because her hair kept on getting in her face. So next next time, it's a ponytail after that. But so she, so. did she did she like it more than Sierra Sidewinder? She did. She said she would probably go on it again. <laughs> hey, well, now that she knows how Sierra Sidewinder is, right? She, she was just. She wasn't expecting. She it was to not be expecting so it wild. to be so spinny. Okay. She might. Oh. She might. She gave us all this side eye. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
<laughs> I told her Matt was going to join us for something one time. She's like, he's not going to make me ride that ride again. <laughs> like, as though, like, Matt, like, <laughs> dragged her on it. I strapped awesome. her in there. <laughs> I do think that the two most magical times at a Disney park, any Disney park, is as early as you can get there in the morning, just for the quietness of the morning and the quietness of the crowds. And then when the lights come on at night, mm-hmm. the least magical time ever for any Disney park is dead crap in the middle of the day. Oh, no 2 matter, p.m.? You know, <laughs> terrible with crowds and heat it's everything it's just uh, the war and so our friend uh, all of our friends melinda who you guys the listeners can go follow her on twitter trader melinda she's a great follow she had a tweet go viral the other day about rope dropping and i totally get where people's perspectives are of not liking rope dropping i get it you go to the parks all the time you want to sleep in i'm on board with that too but if you don't go to the parks that often or you're just trying to maximize your day my counter to that would be rope drop it as early as you can like joel said be there for a couple hours, leave, go home. If you can't go home, then get your in and out chill ride. Yeah. Go get your <laughs> in and out, you know, go sit in the grand cow and then come back at night because I agree with that sleeping in and not rushing and taking it calmly. But the best time to do that is at rope drop. And so our, our uh, schedule and no matter if we're, you know, there for two weeks or a day as we rope drop, then we go take our four or five hour break and then we come back at night because those are the two best times of the day. So if you are a person that doesn't like to go, 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 I still agree with Joel. Rope drop and then take your relaxing because that's the best time. And I'm not a morning person. So even if you're not a morning person, it's just well, the best time. And the go, go, go is much different in the morning when you're there and there's not a lot of people there because it's not a stressful go, go, go. It's just you're like, go, 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 hey, go I just want Thunder Mountain. I'm going to go yeah. wander over to Space Mountain and go on yep. that and then wander over to Matterhorn or something like that. And that's an hour track at 2 p.m. But at 8 a.m., you're on your own schedule. Yeah, well, you could do that within an hour at 8 a.m. You know, th- even though those are across, you know, Big Thunder to space is kind of far away. And I think it's really worth, uh, you know, people can like reconsidering trying to do that. And what's nice is now that Rise of the Resistance doesn't require people to be in the park to do like the, mm-hmm. the boarding groups and so forth at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m., now you don't have like the long waits in the morning of all these people waiting to get in. It's funny though, Joel, because the rise of the resistance when it was 7 a.m. that really put a wrench in our in our plan of rope dropping oh, because yeah. you had to get there at 5 a.m. Oh to my gosh! Security yeah, mm, that, that line was, was getting crazy. Just the security lines were insane. Like it was, they were so overwhelmed. Everyone was so cranky. Oh, but I didn't get what you guys are saying about um, mornings and rope drops. Like you just feel like everything's so fresh. Like the world is your oyster. I kind of feel like you know that scene in. Uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, where they open up the doors to the factory, and they're, you're like looking at anything you want to pick to choose to enjoy, and it's all there for Derek's you. Just, I thought Derek's he was just gonna... licking lamp poles. And... Yeah, I thought he was going to say when the when the kid almost drowned in the river. <laughs> when the kid, um, oh, I'm sorry, is that Willy Wonka, not Charlie and Chocolate, right? Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, or is it no, they're both the same, same thing. Yeah, yeah uh, same thing. They're, they're each there's different names. Well, same different. general, same story. Derek's general, the, the same story. Rivers of America, same difference. Up. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> yeah, that's, that's me. That's, and that's that chewing is actually the duck crap. <laughs> that's funny. No, but um, that's a great point that you bring up, um, Sean, about Melinda. Because, you know, I think one thing that her and I have in common is, you know, we're both up north a bit in L.A. And so I think, at least from my perspective, it does feel a little bit more of a production to get down there so early and then once you're there, you kind of feel like you don't want to leave because you've already made all the effort to get sure. there. So sure. yeah, that's why, yeah. for, like for me and my perspective, I prefer the afternoons so that I can enjoy it through like later on in the evenings. 
Like I'm so old now these days that like a full on day is like tiring to me. Well, early morning thing. Maybe I'll have to try that out one of these days again. No, that's a good point. You just move one spot below Beth on the, you know, on the accuracy rankings, but it's a good point. <laughs> uh oh, I take that back. Too late. No, for sure. I agree, Derek. A day, a whole day at the Disney park is just not. If you can still do that, like literally, kudos to you because that's impossible for me now. So you're right. There's, there's, you know, it's at times when you can't do it, but. You know, go to the Grand Cal or go get in and out of something during the middle well, of the day. There you go. I was going to say how you were saying how you go in the morning and then you go back and kind of relax, do your own thing, and then go back later. That's literally like my Disney World itinerary. I am at the park at Rope Drop, spend a few hours there. I'll go back to the hotel for a while, take a nap. So maybe it just really just depends on, you know, are you local are you sure. visiting? Because your exact scenario, that's my Disney World trip. Sure. Well, the less time spent outside in Florida is better. So, you know, that, that schedule works for that too. Mm-hmm. Well, true. And so let's get into the lulls. You know, the middle of the day when you do want to be, you know, it, everything, it's 100 minutes, 120 minutes for Space Mountain. You know, what are you doing in between the time? If you don't want to, like, go back to the hotel room or you don't, you're not going across the street in and out. Like it's not across the street, but it, I was like not, across the street. Is <laughs> that Captain would be bad. Kids. <gasps> that place would never. No, nope, it's gone. No, yeah, what if it turned gone. into an In and Out? With I, Anaheim blocks, I don't think it could handle it. Probably away. not. Yeah, I'm. I'm honestly shocked that diet. I thought that would have been the one thing that survived. It, around it outlasted Disneyland. It was like a cockroach. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No. So, you know, what, what are we doing during those lulls? And that's, I think, kind of important. You know, of course, in California Adventure, you have like your drinking. animation building, you, you're drinking, you, you have other things that you can do. If you're over in Disneyland, that is the time to really take. I mean, there's not a lot of shows to do, but that's when you're going on like Tiki Room, right? That's when you're, you know, looking at, you know, going through the stores and there's other things that you can be doing. The bigger e-tickets are not something that I would advise that you would want to try to do. For instance, my stepdaughter is going to Disneyland with her boyfriend for the first time. Like it's his first time ever to Disneyland on Sunday. Oh my Sunday. goodness! Oh wow! So it's very That's exciting. exciting. Are we having an episode with her and him on to find out? It's hot Can we take takes? the mic with him <laughs> to the park? But you know what? I mean, I, I'm trying to step back and not give them a bunch of advice. I want them just to do their own thing. But the number one thing I am telling them, the only thing is really just saying, do the big rides early on in the morning. Especially right now, this is my segue into Lightning Lane. With Lightning Lane, you're not going to be doing Space Mountain. You're not going to be doing, uh, well, Haunted Mansion is closed, but like right now for refurbishment. But you're not going to be doing these things in the middle of the day because the lines are going to be so long with Lightning Lane, right? So I think that um, I think that the two years that we had in the middle of not in the middle of COVID, but you know the the last couple of years where the parks are open, but COVID was a thing. And people tried to use that as an example of like why we don't need, you know, fast pass ever again. That's just not the norm. That's not those crowds aren't the norm. And so as great as the last two years were where you could ride Space Mountain at 2 p.m. because the lines were so, you know, short, that's just not the reality of the future. And so, yeah, I agree whether they did Genie or not. You, No one should ever be riding Space Mountain at 2 p.m. ever again because it's never going to be shorter than an hour and a half wait. And so you either got to rope drop it or you got to do it at night. Unless you have Genie, right? If right, you have Genie correct, Plus, correct. Right? Unless you have Genie, right. Assuming, yeah, assuming you're not, yeah, doing it on Genie. Now, you've used Genie Plus. Did you use it only in Disney World? Did you use it in Disneyland? Yeah, I haven't used it in Disneyland yet. Only Disney World. Um, I will be down there next week, so I'm excited to use it there. But no, only Disney World so far. And what did and you think? So let's think? get into that. Yes, what did you think? <laughs> I mean, 
it's tough because all of us are Disneylanders, right? And so we've had so much experience with Max Pass. And I truly believe, even taking off nostalgia glasses, I truly believe Max Pass was oh. one of the best things that ever happened to a Disney park. It was and amazing. So tough. Yeah, yeah. And so it's tough to, you know, have it in that perspective. But even trying to take that out of it, I can't really get anything above. I hated it. <laughs> and I'm and I'm rarely negative, and so I hate to say that. I think the system itself is probably fine. I just think that they had so many glitches, and maybe this is not the case at Disneyland. So I'm only speaking for Disney World. So many glitches and so many errors that didn't make sense, and so many things that were so counterintuitive to everything that Max Pass brought that it just confused me how it even got past it and so, so for our listeners though let's get into a little bit about genie you know genie is a free service that just gives you some really horrible ideas of what to do with your day right, <laughs> right. and some good memes on twitter yeah <laughs> did you tell your stepdaughter to not use it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sure like, they're like, not using use genie. genie but then there's genie plus which is for disneyland it's twenty dollars and at disney world it's fifteen dollars but at disney world it's twenty dollars and this gets you the lightning lane or basically fast passes that you can use once per attraction throughout the day, how max pass was before, except you can't correct. You can't go ride big thunder mountain more than once. Right. That was the benefit of max pass is you could use it for whatever you, I mean, only a ride that had a fast pass line, but you could use it as many times as you wanted for that attraction. Right. Right. So the lightning lane portion of it is pretty straightforward. I think um, in terms of how kind of Fast Pass Plus or uh, Max Pass really worked. Now, if the system worked correctly, I think it makes sense and it works. Kind of, like, I think there's a value there for $20 if you really want to get the most out of your day and you want to go on some a few more rides and, and use the Fast Pass lane. I mean, I get what you're saying, though, Sean, Like, and what I've seen online, so many bad experiences with things just not working well. But you can do the kind of what you did with Max Pass currently. Get your reservation or your Lightning Lane for Indiana Jones. Hopefully, it breaks down, and then you get your, you know, your pass you can use for anywhere, right? Yeah, your multi-use, um, multi-use pass, right? Yeah, my biggest problem is there's just so many what ifs. I mean, if the tech works for you, and if it's not an insane day, and if you get the right times, because a couple, I, I agree, it's pretty similar to Max Pass, but two of the things that Max Pass had that Genie Plus does not that brings it down so much is number one, Max Pass had the ability to edit your times. So say you get a 5 p.m. and then you see a 7 p.m. pop up. Great, just edit my five and go get the seven. You can't do that with Genie Plus. You have to cancel it. Then you have to go back to the main page on Genie Plus. Then you have to go to your tip board and hope that that time- Oh, but it's saw, still there. <laughs> it's still there and it's usually not there. So great, Ooh, you can keep mm. then just start refreshing again and it probably will pop up. But now you're just sitting refreshing all day long. And then if another time pops up, you're like, crap, should I cancel that? So that's obnoxious. And then honestly, I do think that the one ride thing really hurts. At least it mm-hmm. did for us at, at, at Disney World. Maybe that's less the case at Disneyland because there's more attractions in a smaller mm-hmm. space. But I, I just don't see why they wouldn't let you just do as many as you want. What are you worried about? Like Big Thunder getting overloaded with people rewriting? That It just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe there's an answer, but those two cons on top of the IT the tech part of it just it, it just makes Genie Plus so bad in my opinion. I mean, I know that I'm comparing it to Max Pass probably too much, but 
And this well, that's is good. The one thing, that's the one thing that I was <laughs> when I was looking at how how Genie Plus was going to work is that my immediately my immediate thought since you know I have a, a kid is that these families who go there and who want to get these rides in, they're going to buy it. But what if they have kids that are younger and these kids are too short or too scared to go on some of the bigger attractions? You know, it would be nice if you could. Oh, okay, well, you can't. Maybe you're not going to go on this roller coaster. But right. let's let's if, if at least if they had like an allotted number, okay, you can use, you know, 10, sure. 10, 10 a day and you use it however you choose to allot it. Then you sure. can, okay, I'm going to go on, you know, a smaller attraction, take my kid on a couple times so that they feel like they get, yeah. get that enjoyment out of it. But I was just thinking with, with families who have, you know, a family, your, your average family of four and you have two younger children, it's not going to be worth it for you to get that. The Disney's not going to get that money from them. Sure. And I think Disney wants them to be able to say, oh, it's unlimited or not say it's limited, but you assume that. But it's just, I mean, I, it's, I'm sure it's better at Disneyland. I haven't used it there. But like at Animal Kingdom, even if you're park hopping, it's like you've done your three rides and now you have to park hop because what what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Like there's only three rides with Genie Plus and you can't go re-ride them. And so I'm sure, you know, that it, it, some people don't care about that and it's fine, but... I just, that decision makes zero sense to me. Well, and I was going to say, one of the things I don't like how you were talking about, like the standalone genie by itself, it's yeah. trash. Like trash. I tried it, the other, I tried it the other day. Just like, I wasn't really even trying to be honest. I was just looking, but one of my biggest things, and this just rubs me the wrong way. And I'm sure it rubs a lot of people the wrong way is so you put in there like the things, oh, I want to do this today. I want to do this today. And of course, it's going to be like, oh, now would be a great time to go over to Space Mountain. And then you pull it up and it's a Space Mountain like 175 minutes. But then I love that they just have to tack on the bottom like, oh, did you know you could bypass this weight if you were to buy Genie? So mm-hmm. it's almost like they're slapping you in the face with this. They're only using it to insane. entice you. Yeah, they're telling you to go at the busiest wait time. time. And yeah, and they're telling you, yeah. hey, by the way, you wouldn't have to wait in this if you just paid the extra money. Yeah. I don't and like it's that. Trash. That bothers and, and, me. and that's to not even talk about the multiple times where they've had different wait times. The actual wait time at the ride was like right. 80 minutes and the app said 170. That could be a glitch. I'm not even talking about that. I, I fully agree with you, Matt, on everything else that it just feels like a slap in the face. And Genie's really like, I'm not sure I've met anyone that, you know, Genie plus has its merits. Genie itself, the free version, as Joel said, I, I don't see any merits to it. I, I mean, I don't know how it got greenlit. To be so honest. keep in mind the, the purpose of this episode is talking about how to have a stress-free day. <laughs> It is well, I mean, sometimes. Well, <laughs> what, we're, what we're saying here is don't use Genie. Just right. You don't need it. You don't yeah. need Genie or Genie help Plus. You. I mean, Genie Plus is great. If you have if, if you have dispensable money, go ahead. My wife and I don't. We would rather use that 20 bucks to go buy something or mm-hmm. food or whatever. But if you have that money, Genie Plus is going to be amazing for you. And it'll make your day less stressful. But you don't need Genie. It's going to make your day more stressful. <laughs> it is pretty disappointing, though, to... to to see what it had become because I mean, it was really intended to, to the point of this podcast episode to, to make it less stressful, right. For everybody to be able to kind of move around the parks and, and, you know, be able to do (laughs) the things that you want to do. Yeah. 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 And so it had so much like promise to it and everyone was so excited for, Oh, this new thing, Genie coming to help everybody and save the world, whatever. 
And then it just was the total opposite. And, and you're right, Sean, like, I don't hear anybody really praising it at all. Like, I'm trying to find it and I'm trying to find, like, the the benefit of it all. And I'm just not seeing it. So, like, for me, I've never yeah. used it and I just don't have a desire to. It's just, I wish I did. I wish I couldn't love it, but I, I just don't. So, yeah, don't use it yet. <laughs> I think every... I think every argument, especially usually Disney arguments have two sides and, you know, you can see both sides. I just don't. I mean, it's not like the tent doesn't exist. Touring plans has had a better system for eight years, mm -hmm. almost a decade. Mm -hmm. I just don't. I mean, who are they employing to like, I'm not, I'm not trying to be rude. I just don't really understand how this got greenlit because even Genie Plus, the paid version, I can see the benefits. I, I don't know. I'm not sure what the point of Genie is. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. To lure Wherever you in, right? To lure you into getting the, the paid the version. Mm -hmm. And I'm usually right. not that person to go in the, just about money, and but that's clearly what this is designed for. Yeah. Now, I will say that when we went for my birthday, uh, I did the, oh, this is the stupidest name ever, but the individual lightning lane, I guess is what we're calling <laughs> yep. them now. I don't know. So, um, so as you guys know, my kid loves Spider-Man. It's her like absolute favorite. So... Um, she definitely wanted to ride web slingers and my husband hadn't been on it yet. So it's something we definitely wanted to do. Um, but also with COVID, we just didn't want to be in that huge long line. And so it was only $7 for the individual lightning lane. And at that point, it was a good deal for us. For us personally, $7 a person to skip a line and wait maybe 10 minutes to go on it. And they both got to experience it and enjoy it. It was totally worth it. So that was something that definitely made our time easier. And it, w it was less stressful for all of us. Um, so, but I can't imagine paying $20 a per Like, I feel yes. like $10 is like my absolute max that would pay for anything. Well, the principle you know. of $7 versus the principle of 20 is a lot different, even if it's a small, you know, actual amount. Yeah. It just feels mm -hmm. way different. It feels yeah. so different. And then, of course, when you have more than just one person that you're paying for, that adds up so quickly. That's, yeah. you know, you're almost out of spirit jersey at that point. <laughs> but to your point, to the point you made, Beth, one hidden, you know, not hidden, but another, you know, small pro with Genie Plus is because it is a paid, you know, system. Less people are using it. So the fast pass lightning lane is actually a lot more quick. You know, mm. with Max Pass, sometimes you're still, especially at Indiana Jones, sometimes you're still waiting 20 minutes once you get your, your fast pass, half an hour sometimes. Right. So at least it is a lot quicker now if you do have that because it's less used because it's well, paid. So. Now, Sean, I'm noticing that in like the individual lightning lanes for like Rise, maybe, but definitely not for. Oh, yeah. The other True day, right? Yeah, sorry, I meant just the three individual. Yeah, oh, okay. No, regular uh, I, it's weird because they're both lightning lane. I yeah. know it's the, what a, the what a weird plus naming lightning system. Lanes are not as quick. Because I was gonna say the uh, the line the other day for Radiator Springs for the lightning lane was past the Curio Shop. Was it really? Yes. Yeah, I would complain wow. so quickly. I'm I'm not a complainer, but, but I know what they're doing though. Is they're yeah, just they're just pulling from them and they're taking almost no. But just like we saw, like I was pointing out at Space Mountain where they only had a, a few switchbacks open in the, the newer indoor queue area up, upstairs. Nothing was in the outdoor queue upstairs. And I'm like, 100 minutes, I don't know. Let's test this out. Sure enough, I moved like two switchbacks in 25 minutes or 30 minutes. I'm like, okay, well, this is definitely going to be So they're taking like two people for every 100 people that they pass mm -hmm. through the right. way to go. My, uh, my friend Chris that you guys have met, he went to Disneyland today. And he sent me a text and he's like, oh, he's like, we're going to go do Radiator Springs Racers. He's like, it says it's only 75 minutes. He's like, dude, we have been in line for an hour and a half 
and he's like he's like so I he, and well the thing is he said he's like I'm on that final stretch like you know when the one where you're coming where the two lines are coming at each other mm-hmm. like for the the fast pass and he's like it's just a non-stop stream of these fast pass people and he says they've let like two people go and he says they're not letting anybody go and I told him I was like yeah that's the thing right now they're doing that they're because it's paid, they yeah. they feel a more of an obligation. I told to him I was it like, sucks because the CMs are going to be the ones that face the brunt of that. Oh, but yeah. it's zero to do with them. Just the same with mass, and I mean, mass is a is a necessary thing, you know. But it's just the higher ups make that decision, which I okay, I get why. But the CMs are going to face the brunt of it, and that's bad, Matt. That if it was, I mean, that's just so unlike Disney, you know. If you see a ninety minute wait and you're a super Disney fan, you know that really means like seventy or sixty, mm-hmm. and so just sucks to know that that's going the opposite way. Well, and that's how it's been too. I feel like lately with Spider-Man, that queue, the line for that has been way overinflated than what it really is because I got in line and once and it said 75 minutes and I think I made it. I waited 25. But of course, you know, the individual lightning lane was in effect, so you see people going in through that side, but I'm like, this seems really just I I hate to say that it's Inflating for the for the it for just the... feels it feels deceitful. It's like okay, we're gonna say it's seventy five minutes because we really want you to pay that seven dollars, and then you get in line, and you're like, this was twenty minutes. Like, right. and whether or not the fact if it is like whether or not it could just be user error, you know, a cast member is yeah. calculating things wrong. Whether or not it is or not, if once you're paying for that, you're being asked to pay for that extra speed. It feels like it is deceitful, whether or not they intend right. it to be or not. Well, you're right. See, whether it's deceitful or not, it feels deceitful, and that just sucks when you're a big brand. You know, you're a big brand with a big name. Yeah. Well, which also brings me to a question: is so? At least this is the way I'm envisioning it. Are wait times now being calculated off of users, uh, off phones, off of apps? Because we're not doing the red cards anymore. Right. Well, I received a red card. You did? Yeah. When? Oh, my birthday. Oh, I haven't heard of anyone receiving them. They're a lot more rare if they are. Yeah, it might be. Yeah, someone gave Logan one to to pass off in um, Buzz Lightyear. She got one. Hmm. A lot of people have been saying that it's from the phones. That's what I'm imagining it has to be because, you know, you enable that Bluetooth and they don't really tell you how... That Bluetooth. Oh, they're using it. (laughs) What are you doing with my Bluetooth? There's really nothing that I'm connecting to Bluetooth unless you're using like the Play app. But I'm like, what? What are you taking my Bluetooth for? For the statues. Well, that was part of me. Part of me hopes that maybe this is hopefully somehow tied into staff shortage that they don't have enough staff on the back end to properly calculate it. That could be completely wrong. I have no clue. But I'm just hoping that because something I love about Disney, as dumb as it is, is the fact that they, you know you get in a line that says 60 and it's like 50 you know that just yeah, feels yeah, good as yeah. dumb as it is if the line said 40 and it was 50 i'd be pissed or not pissed well, but. a lot of this can come yeah. down to just two or three big wigs that are making some poor sure. decisions right and it's really affecting a lot where there may be a lot of people that do not like this but you have two or three people that are really strong on this is how we're going to do it now and we're stuck with this you're right joel yeah that could be it real quick though getting back to you know just to try to make your day a little less stressful like let's get back to rise of resistance because i'm sure some people you know it really hasn't been open for that long in disneyland if you really think about it right bowling had it uh right a couple uh, months before it closed right it was only open it was open in january january like like closed in march right and and then the parks haven't been open that long here and on the west coast there's probably a lot of people less than a year of time it's Mm -hmm. been open 
That's a lot crazy. of people still have not have been on it. What I'm trying to get at is what would be your suggestion would be the right time getting into the rise of the resistance? I mean, if money's not a problem for you, don't, it doesn't matter because there's no reason not to buy the lightning lane if money's not an issue to you. And we are agreed. And then if, if you aren't looking to spend the money to do the individual lightning lane, it does seem like later on in the day, they've been kind of surprisingly short, the lines for Rise yeah. of Resistance. And we're talking like... I less, mean, short relatively. Yeah, less than 75 minutes. You know, that's right. pretty yeah. good for a ride like Rise of Resistance because I do feel like it is one of their best rides ever created. Sometimes less than Falcon. A lot of the time less than yeah. Falcon. And that's, I think, due to Lightning Lane. The the uh, the ride the length matters too because if you're waiting in thirty or you're waiting, sorry, seventy five minutes with seven dwarves for you know seven dwarves is great mm-hmm. to get two and a half minutes and the ride's over. Whereas with rise, if you're in, if you're counting you know part of the queue, you're getting a 15, 20 minute experience. So that's why I would advocate for paying for it. You know, but if you're not trying to pay for it, I would agree, Joe. I, I mean, it's not really that bad ever. The one thing I will say is you can't. With Rise, you can't do the hop in line right before a park closer. closure like you can at every other ride because they've been closing down early. Right. What has it been, like 8 p.m., you know? And so... That's I mean, a good reminder that. of everybody that it doesn't stay open with the park. With the park uh, hours. Makes yeah. no sense. It's the only attraction that doesn't. So if, even at Disney World, if you're trying to hop in Flight of Passage or whatever... Just get in line right before park close. You can't do that with Rise, unfortunately. Yeah. It'd be interesting to see, like, in two years from now, if they're still needing to close it that early just for maintenance or if they can yeah. finally go a full day. It's interesting, yeah. So I have not really, since, I have not really tried to go on it since then. Um, we had the, the boarding group, and I have not really tried to go on it since then. I, I enjoy it, and I like it a lot, but... Usually when I'm going, um, I'm usually going with a five to six year old. Well, she's six now, but five, six years old. And um, I just, I don't want to wait that long to go with her. And she's, she enjoys it, but it's not like she'd rather go on something that she'd rather go on Ariel and I can go on that with like a five to 20 minute wait. So I'll just go do that. Sure. So I haven't really tried to go on it um, without a boarding group yet. But sure. if you're fully adverse to spending money and fully adverse to any sort of waiting, I mean, obviously rope drop it, you know, but it's one of those rides where you almost need to like be first in line for rope drop. Otherwise it's mm-hmm. not fully worth it. And to Joel's point, I kind of just hovers around 60, even half hour after opening. And so it's got one of the best queues on property. I would just, I don't yeah. think it's a big deal. Just wait for it. It's one of those rides that it's probably the only ride at the park that I would wait longer than like half an hour for. And, you know, we're, we all go all the time, so we're biased, but. And just you go, you go over and get your what is it? What's the coffee called? Your black half calf. Black calf. Yeah, yeah. You, you get that. You go stand in line with that. Oh, you're good to go. So good. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Move it up, Derek. I don't drink before cues. Sorry. <laughs> you guys remember? Did did any of you guys go to Disney World during COVID? Because when you had to have massive cues, and I don't mm-hmm. blame them. And Matt, do you remember that? I don't blame them for doing this, but like you couldn't even like eat snack. You couldn't even have snacks in the queue. They'd be like, no, you can't get in line. Even if you had like popcorn. Uh-huh. They, and there, and there were that. big old signs at the entrance yeah. too that said no eating or drinking past and this point. they were point. serious. About oh, and if you, if you had a water bottle and you opened that thing up and you were in line, you were yelled at. Yeah. <laughs> you the and, I don't, and I don't blame them. Like I'm glad they did that. But like the first time when we went to Disney World in November of 2020, 
you couldn't even walk around. Like if you had ice cream, you had to go sit in it. And I'm glad they did that. But like, it just makes me so thankful for where we are now because but see, that's we went, we went in May, like mid May, it was a million degrees outside. And I'm like, I am so hot. Please just let me have some water. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on a little bit. Um, you know, let's talk about just some nighttime entertainment that's returning that, you know, it's just some exciting things to, to talk about at least you know we got the return of some classics like world of color phantasmic uh disneyland forever which uh you know i'm excited just to get uh a, you know a more classic feel fireworks show i mean mickey's mixed magic is fine it's good i know a lot of people actually really love it and it's kind of and some people really hate it but i think <laughs> it, most I, people here really love it yeah let's go ahead matt I said I love it, but yeah. I do love Disneyland Forever. That's probably one of my favorites. So. Yeah, I don't hate Mickey, Mickey's Mix Magic. I did at the beginning. I've grown to love it. I do love the music. It is a lot of fun, and you can't say that not everybody in the crowd is enjoying themselves when it, when it's going. I love it. I love it, Joel. But I think the correct assumption is that the general population thinks it's fine. It's good. Nothing amazing. Nothing bad. Right. I mean, obviously, there's some different opinions, but that's the general consensus i'd say i think disneyland forever will give you that better kiss goodnight right yep and then we have main street electrical parade (laughs) matt's so excited which tries to slip you the tongue at night (laughs) wait is that a bad are we saying are we saying that's a negative or like is it unwanted advance it's a smoker oh oh. really made at night (laughs) after dark This is like that hardcore Disney content that Derek was talking about. That's there right. you go. That's so do we have out. any specific dates for these yet? Or are these just coming soon? Just coming soon. They, uh, no specific dates. There's not even been rumors that I've seen. Have you guys seen? Like, I don't even like people don't even like. No, like, there's not even hints of rumors. No yet. speculation as to when we might see them at all. I'm really. Yeah, I didn't think the trams are coming back because of Omicron right now, but they're testing. Um, yeah, honorable mention. That's a classic in yeah. and of itself. <laughs> the tram. The trams. That's good nighttime entertainment too. Anyway, Kisses me just, night right before the structure. Derek gives it a kiss good night every time. <laughs> <laughs> all I jokes just, aside, that's a that's a great way to end your day knowing you don't yes. have to walk all the way back you just get to kick your feet up get a little disney magic in the night amen hey i'm not gonna lie like i usually walk to and from the parking structure every time i anyway. go anyways but i'm not gonna lie to you when i went on new year's eve oh you were God. wishing for that <laughs> that walk back to the structure that night was literally the worst thing ever i wanted to die i got there and i was just like just open the trunk. Let me just fall in. <laughs> someone on Twitter, someone on Twitter said every every exec needs to go experience like the parks as a normie would at least once a year. Yes, yeah. they had to do what Matt had to do. I think they'd be getting the trams back a bit quicker. One open to close the park. I want to see Bob order, like do it all. Rope drop. <laughs> yeah, rope drop to close. And yes. I want, but and I want to see him park in the structure with. No preferred parking, which is a joke in itself. I want him. I want him to park on Mini in the very back corner, and I want him to have to walk his happy ass all the way to those front gates. To be fair, I'm not sure Chapek's been to the parks in a long time. Not like probably never. Probably never even been. I have seen him in California Adventure. Oh wait, we did see him during Candlelight. But tomorrow's there, like as a guest, you know. And we don't need to get into those. Let's see. Tomorrow clearly like loves the parks. This is my thing, though. I know everybody loves tomorrow. Sometimes I feel like he's a wolf in sheep's clothing. 
possible. Well, he has to do JPEG spitting. Yeah, I'm not talking about them as leaders. I'm just talking about them as enjoying the parks. Yeah. Like, I see people out here wearing Demaro shirts, and I'm like, yeah, no, I'll laugh when it comes out when they're going to pull one of them Pixar twists when he's actually the real villain <laughs> of the story. Yeah, no, that, that I agree with. I'm just saying their enjoyment of the parks, but for sure, yeah, yeah. in terms of management, for sure. That makes sense. No one can ever top Matt We Met. Well, as far as... Uh, we met, we met. I know we met, we met. Yeah. As far as presidents of, of Disney parks go, for enjoyment of like going out and enjoying the parks. Well, it just seemed genuine. Yeah. Have you guys ever met uh, Potrock, Ken Potrock? I've never even seen him there, but I know he's there pretty often. Yeah, I never have. I, I did get a candy cane handed to me by Michael Eisner once. That's right. Yeah. I, you said that in a podcast <laughs> recently. I remember <laughs> You said that. Well, it was time. actually a long time ago, but you listened backwards. I know. <laughs> in really my years, that was it. two Christmases ago. Yeah. That was clever. <laughs> but yes, can we get back on the subject of the nighttime entertainment? Because I am very, very excited for what whatever are you looking it comes forward back. to. I'm looking for, well, obviously, Fantasmic. Like, you have to enjoy Fantasmic. I hope everybody out there has already experienced it. But if not, like, what? what? I was like, we used to stand in a section and like dance to the whole thing at the same time together. For for the giant dragon to come out and the pirate ship with her six pack, with her six pack, her eight pack now, right? (laughs) She's been working out on that island. Um, No, but I mean, the moment I can see that again, like I think it'll really come full circle for me. Like, wow, okay, Disneyland's back. And then you know, we we don't know when it's all coming back, but of course, World of Color too. Do you think it'll have any updates? Like, will it have an Encanto update? I I hope so. I hope so. Yeah, say World of Color is the thing I'm most excited for because I feel like even before COVID, that thing was down for so long, and then we finally got it back for just a little bit because remember it was that long Mm -hmm. refurbishment. Finally came back. Derek was still mad because some of the fountains were still squirting crooked. (laughs) Then like OCD. Yeah, but. And then it when closed. did it come back, and, Matt? Do you remember? Oh, it was like it had to have been like right. Yeah, I think it was, it was like right January, before, right? Wasn't yeah. it? it was after the holidays because we didn't get the because ho- we, we didn't. Was, even, yeah, we thought we, we were gonna get the holiday show. And we didn't get it. Yeah, because remember they had the the stuff out there for the holiday show, and then they never used it. And then mm-hmm. we got the regular show, and then COVID hit, and it's been down since. So I feel like we really but haven't I've... had World of Color in so long. Well, the lagoon is filled again, and so it, yeah. it's going to be soon. I hope I do hope they come up with some some updates, like for Encanto and that would be awesome. Soul and just well, you know, I some miss I miss when they used to do that when we would get just regularly updates yeah. mm-hmm. here and there. Well, can we do a can we uh, just while I'm here on this podcast? Can we just do a quick ranking of those four? Yes, World please do. Fantasmic, yeah. No, I don't want to do it. You, I want to hear you guys do it. Oh, okay. So, 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 World of Color, Fantasmic, Main Street, Electrical Parade, and Disneyland Forever, one through four. Okay, for me, it would be Fantasmic, Disneyland Forever, World of Color, Main Street, Electrical Parade. Interesting. Okay. Joel? So, in fourth place, I would wait, wait. go... Oh. Oh, Joel went one to four. Oh, I, went, I went, went one to four. four. Okay. <laughs> okay, I like the four to one, so that's okay, fine. Let's do four yeah, I feel one. like you go down, right? So I do, I, go... I do worst, worst first, yeah. So I would say four would be Main Street Electrical Parade. Three would be, you guys won't like this, Fantasmic. Two, Disneyland Forever. One, World of Color. Wow. So yeah. both don't, you and I Beth don't have like it. I don't Fantasmic like it. is <laughs> deserving of all the love it gets and is probably the best one on the list. I'm I've just have seen it a lot. 
I'm just if if so, I want, I want to see World of Color more. I like your qualification because like Beth got mad, and it's funny because people always get mad at my rankings. Like I'm not if something comes in last, <laughs> it doesn't mean it's awful. Like these are four amazing shows. Like I yeah. like I want all four back right now. But that's what's funny about a ranking is you know if it comes in last, people get mad even though it's like. Right. So oh, good. It's so, it's like, so it's good. <laughs> they can't all be first place. Right. <laughs> That's why Joel had to come in last on my, you know, agreement. Yeah, it's, so. it's nothing personal, Joel. <laughs> Someone has to fill the spot, I guess. Okay, what about you, Derek? Four, of course, would be Main Street Electrical Parade, that abomination that does not need to return for the hundredth time. It's aged. It's old. Yeah, it, it can go... Die a slow I, death in the I corner will still of that enjoy warehouse. It when it comes, even though it's number four. Eric, we didn't ask for a roast. We asked for a <laughs> Oh, okay, my bad. So yeah, number four, Main Street Electrical Parade. Number three, uh, Disneyland Forever. Number two, World of Color, and number one, Fantasmic. That was the same list as you, right, Beth? Uh, yes. That's it. I, I, no, actually, I think we swapped. We swapped. We, oh my god, we swapped. Uh, Disneyland Forever and World of Color. I had World of Color in third place. Mm. Uh, mine would be third, Disneyland Forever. Wait, what's fourth? Wait, fourth. Second, about it. second <laughs> Phantasmic, and then first, World of Color. Oh, he's not even going to rank. <laughs> he doesn't want to take that slippery slope. Uh, okay, if I do have to put a number fourth for nighttime entertainment, it would be the walk back to the parking structure. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what about you, Sean? How do you rank them? Yeah, those are all pretty good. I I would probably agree Main Street, Main Street Electrical Parade last. If that was like Paint the Night in there, I don't know if I could even do that. Oh, ranking. my gosh. Oh, yeah. That's paint, no paint the Night would be number one. Back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'd probably agree that last. And then Disneyland Forever. I love Disneyland Forever, but it's just, there's so many fireworks shows. I mean, they're all great, but it's just not that unique. Then I'd probably go World of Color Fantastic. But I, I like I like Matt taking a little risk there, going World of Color 1. A little risky. I really like that show. I've always really, really, really liked it's, that. Show. Yeah. You know, I we think, all I went think... to go see it the first day it opened. I was not there. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> Three <laughs> of us went to go see it the first day it opened, and we were in line for what, at five a.m. Oh, we got there at five a.m. We brought donuts. Wow. We shared it with the line. We got like and two, we... like two dozen donuts. And we shared it. We didn't leave that park. We saw the first official like public show, the yeah. very, very first one. And we wow. didn't leave till like twelve something at night, so we, we were had all over to paint the night afterwards, or not paint. Sorry, no, uh, Glowfest. Uh, Glowfest, yes. We, but the thing is, we got there and we love everybody. Was I love you guys? Everybody's oh, this you guys are so the great. best. We're doing by twelve o- by twelve o'clock, <laughs> I was like, I want you dead <laughs> away from. We were so Everyone annoyed with each other. Joel, I'm glad you didn't go on that one. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, did you come for the Christmas show? We all got Christmas ornaments. Did I, I did. I, I put that on my tree yes. this year. Oh, yeah. Winter dream. I, I forgot I finally gave it to you. <laughs> yeah, finally. Did you? Uh, I did. Like two yeah. years ago. I think um, my perspective on World of Color and Fantasmic, the reason why they're so great is because I think the magic that comes with an organic show that just kind of pops up where, like, while you're enjoying the show or while you're enjoying the park throughout the day, and then at night, like, it's just a stage. That's probably my biggest critique with Disney World's Fantasmic yes. and with Harmonious. Yeah. I love the it's heck out of Harmonious, but it's just, I, I want organic. I want to feel like this show just popped up. You know, that's what's so cool about World of Color and Fantasmic and why they're so great because you were just enjoying the park throughout the day and now you're watching the show on the stage. You that's know? a really so that's good why point. they're so great, in my opinion. 
Yeah, I, I like I haven't seen Harmonious in person yet, so I can't really speak to it. But that, that's always how I feel about watching Fantasmic in Disney World versus Disneyland is that you've just walked by the Rivers of America, you know, multiple times throughout the day. And then all of a sudden, like Mickey's there and it's just it, it does. It really feels magical. But uh, to reflect, be fair, Reflections of Earth came out of literally nowhere. So, yeah. But to be okay. fair with Harmonious, <laughs> though, you know, you can't really see it behind those magical fountains, right? That's true. That's true. I'm like, whoa, where are these birds come from? <laughs> they don't even cool. run them anymore during the day. They turn them on at like That's right before sad. the 30 minutes before the show. Joel, you're supposed to keep the joke going. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that was like I was acknowledging was the joke. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, I do love though that we we're kind of ending the night um, with the rankings like that. I think that's so fitting of of you, Sean, as our guest tonight. So I thought that was really cool. I don't think we've actually really done rankings on on our show. Before. No, I. You know what? I'm going to say that Sean is the number one guest we've had tonight. So yeah. excellent job. <laughs> that, that's dope. <laughs> I'm the next podcast you guys have me on in a couple of years. I'm going to come on and I'm going to have you guys all re-ranked. A couple years? <laughs> and it won't be that long. <laughs> yeah, you got to come visit soon. Well, no, let's go. Let's great. wrap this up unless you guys have anything else you want, like any big tips about making an easy day. Just take it easy. Relax. If you need a break and you can't go back to your hotel, go visit the one of the other hotels, the Grand yeah. Californian. Go visit the Disneyland Hotel. You can go sit in the lobby. You can go. There's so much stuff to explore over there. You don't have to go to a bar if you don't want to, but you can. It's nice. But there's so much stuff over there to just like look and get away from the hustle and bustle. If you need to take a little break in between, that's where I suggest. Yeah, I would agree with Beth. I think when people come and they get overwhelmed with the parks and they don't know what to do and they don't want to go to downtown because that's all hustle and bustle. I don't think people understand that like you have the Grand Cal, you have Disneyland Hotel, like as dumb as it sounds, you can go to Paradise Pier and hop in their bar. Like, it, I don't think it's open right now, but normally. Joel loves that bar. <laughs> and those are just great places to relax. I mean, Grand Cali has so much to do, even if you're just sitting in the lobby, but there's four or five different bars, restaurants, shops, you know. And so take advantage of all of Disneyland Resort, especially hopefully it, it's even bigger once, you know, five, ten years down the road and there's more to explore. That's just as enjoyable as the parks if you go more than once a year. So take advantage Absolutely. of the hotels. Good tip. Well, great. I, I appreciate everybody for dealing with my uh, few coughs that you probably heard I had throughout this. I too, Joel. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I don't have time for your Go tips, here. Derek. Got... Hurry up. No, well, I was just going to say, you know, um, I, I'm kind of an easy-go-lucky guy anyway, but just to be able to have... <laughs> Why'd you give me that look? Well, easy-go-lucky um, is not a term people use. <laughs> it's happy-go-lucky. Anyway, <laughs> I, I just boy. feel like, you know, having that opportunity to make a reservation or to consider genie plus or whatever all that is it's it's kind of like a nice luxury to have in the first place so i i just take it with a grain of salt just kind of go with the flow it is great to kind of analyze it to for the sake of improvement right but um i'm just happy to have disneyland back you know with, with all we've gone through with the pandemic it's just great to to be able to talk through these um, first world problems can, can i pay for an individual lightning name to uh pass through your comment <laughs> wow thanks matt well, i think you. i'll pay derek, the 20 I, I changed my answer derek i don't want to talk about the hotels for a year and a half disneyland was closed and we had no park and this pandemic could still be a thousand times worse than it is and we could have no parks the fact that disneyland's even open is the only tip you need awesome right
Well, with that, everybody, hey, until our next happy hour, when you aren't able to join us off Harbor in Maine, you can find us online. You can always find us on Twitter and Instagram. It's simply at Off Harbor. And our personal handles are also available under the show notes. And a reminder, Sean, our guest, is uh, you can find him on Twitter at Ranking the Mouse. And I believe you're Ranking the Mouse as well on YouTube. Is that correct? That is correct. Excellent. And you can also drop us a line via email at podcast at offharborinmaine.com. And if you enjoyed us, uh, sharing and recommending the show with your friends is truly the best way to get the word out. But no matter what, we are just thankful for you listening and thanks for putting up with my horse voice today. Uh, so thank you all so much for listening. I was just going to insult you. I was <laughs> say my horse voice and I said to go with your horse face. Oh that my god! Kind of roll. I've been up Rose since five. Day was yesterday, right? I've been up since today. five. I'm tired. Oh my god! Oh, I'm not even gonna put that in blooper. I'm just gonna keep it right there. <laughs> well, making memories, sharing dreams, watching time go by, each enchanted day, your heart will sail away to castles in the sky. Because believe is my number one ranked uh, fireworks show. <laughs> On behalf of the birdies, flowers, and tiki's here at Off Harbor in Maine, farewell and aloha to you. We'll see you all next time. Farewell and cheers. 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 You ready, Sean? Do it. All right. <clears throat> just a nice, just a nice, gentle hello. Just real, real gentle. Hello. Hello Is and it? welcome. Damn it! <laughs> you ruined it, Matthew. Because <laughs> Ralph went hello, and I went. Is it me you're looking for? <laughs> okay, sh- he's one take. In a convoluted new way to, you know, pay to use FastPass system, you can. <coughs> This is going to be so hard. Do you, want, do you want me to read it? You can still have a relative. Yeah, that'd be great. Let's you, change you it up. Start you read over. It. Okay. I mean, I was thinking about also, you know, I saw a couple people, people mention Magic Kingdom. I'm like, what? Magic Kingdom. I saw a couple people, people mention. I saw a couple people, people mention. What? <coughs> See if I laugh. Is... <coughs> you can't laugh. Don't be funny, guys. Oh, I guess we have to be serious. Yeah. Only, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. This podcast would never start. All right. One more laughing. point. I got. Well, let's get into why we're really here. You know, we're, we want to talk about. <laughs> Joel's cough. <laughs> okay. We want to talk about how you can still go to. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> really sorry. <clears throat> so I really want to talk about how you can still go. I can't do it. I can't do it. <laughs> this is going to be hard. Get it all out, Joel. Can we have Vicky come in and sub for you? No, because she'll do the same thing. But but she's cute to look at. (laughs) She can't even talk, though. She's saying you're ugly, Joel. I know. I'm not as cute. I I think you're pretty cute. I I think Joel will agree that Vicky is very cute. I don't think that's up for debate. Vicky's adorable. Yeah. I'm going to leave this in. Thank you. Now it's just, there's a few people kind of trickling, trickling, well, twinkling. Okay. Trickling? Trickle. Trickling. Trickle.
Trickling? Trickle, trickling. Twic- oh I'll, my God. I'll say it. Why are you joking? Trickling. <laughs> no, I can't even say it. It isn't. Trickle. 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 Trickling. It's not tricky. I know. It's, it's trickling. 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 You're turning red, Joel. Hey, turning red? Really bad. Is he doing it in the theaters or is he doing it? <laughs> doing it at home, streaming. Streaming straight to you. Would you like me to say it, Joel? <laughs>